Thank you for listening to WNLA's Sermon of the Week. Visit our website at wnla.church for ways to partner with us and to connect with our ministries. Here is this week's sermon. John and I are just here uh, standing under the covenant together in Jesus' name. All right, John, you can have a seat. Thank you. I know it's been a couple weeks since we started this series. Um, Generous genetics extending the umbrella. We're coming out of that season as I'm going to give you a little review today because we, uh, by the way, last week we had a missionary here. and I want to thank you for being generous. Like, I, you, you, were, you were a blessing to that ministry. And, uh, and so, just want to say thank you. This church, like, you guys know generosity. And so, I just want to thank you so much uh, for that. We're doing this, we're in this series now called Generous Genetics. We know the power of the covenant and that safety when I stand under the shelter of the Most High God. Right? Right? He is our shelter. He is our safe place. And so what we're pushing into is now, how do we extend that umbrella and invite other people in, in a generous way? Our our core verse uh, two weeks ago was out of 2 Corinthians 5. I'll read it again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though once we regarded Christ this way, we do so no longer. Therefore... If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. All this from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That's your ministry, the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sin against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation so we got into this and i just want to give you a quick review Um, the ministry of reconciliation is what you're all called to and reconciliation very simply put is balancing the books it's what your accountant does for you at the end of the year or hopefully you know throughout the year but at the end of the year there's a reconciliation of your accounts did the expenses and did the income match where are we at where did it end Now, you know every man, woman, and child, if we were going by the law, your expenses greatly outweigh the deposit. But in Christ Jesus, now you are not going by your view and by the flesh. You are not going by your balance measures, how good somebody is, how well they're deserving. You are going by somebody else's account, Jesus Christ, who covered over every sin. And so you are called to be a bad accountant. You're called to be the kind of accountant that someone comes to you and they're just messed up. And you're like, well, let's sit down here and balance your books. Oh, it appears to me there was a deposit here made by Jesus Christ and you're completely forgiven. That's good good news for you today. Who would go to that accountant every year? You know what I'm saying? You go to the accountant at the end of the year, well, I don't know, I was really, I bought a lot of dumb stuff. You know what? I think we're good. You balanced. You got more than enough. It's generous. So how do I know if I'm balancing to my books or to Jesus' book? It has to do with my stinginess of heart. When I'm looking at somebody 
if my thoughts, my beliefs, and what I say about them is not just overflowing with generosity, I'm only looking at them according to the flesh, and I'm, I'm trying to actually balance their books based on what I think is, well, you know, they did take the last donut. <clears throat> oh, they said that, you know, we're, <clears throat> you are really in debt compared to me. Oh, wait, pride. Ah, okay. You are called to balance people's books, not based on your physical judgment on what you can see, but based on what Jesus Christ did and how Jesus Christ sees them, how he foreknew them before they were even born. That's the reconciliation and that's the invitation. It's generous. The gospel has to be generous. You were generously saved and forgiven. Anybody here was the Lord was stingy with you when you came to him and asked for forgiveness? No, he was like, oh, I've got very good news for you today. I did it. You're good. You're forgiven. This is the beauty. This is the generous spirit. This is Jesus Christ, generously given. Freely you have been given, so you can freely give. I talked about uh, how, you know, <laughs> some of you, somebody texted me afterwards and like, we went to the, we went to the Hagen Orient Express afterwards. I think I should have gotten a kickback from Hagen there, but. Because when I go there, like I said, like I'm looking at the person and I, I'm, I'm wanting extra. You know, like, uh, you know, I just don't want a little bit of the fried rice. You know, like fill that thing up and then jam the chicken in as hard as you can. And I love the people that are like so, and they're looking at you like, you look like you could eat. And I, I, there's been moments where I'm like, they know that's enough and then they look at me and they're like. And I'm like, yes, you're my kind of. Because they're being generous, but the secret of this is, it's, it's not their food that they're giving away. It's Hagen's. They're getting paid the same hourly wage either way. So you are called, you, you, you are the one who gets to give away God's food. Now he's never going to come down and be like, you gave way too much grace to that person. You loved him way too extravagantly. I can't believe you just said, you said nice things to them after what they've done. You gave him an extra dose of orange chicken? That was my orange chicken. Jesus is like, give him the orange chicken. It is by grace you are saved. It is his kindness that draws us to repentance. It's a beautiful thing. So whose account are you, are you account balancing things to? Generosity looks to share and give more than necessary. That's the spirit of God. He gives you more than necessary. And as I said a couple weeks ago, anywhere you panic about lack, you're not seeing it in a kingdom perspective. You're not seeing it according. You have, you have the pizza poverty spirit, as we talked about. One more piece of review. Uh, this word, you are, you are a, a royal priesthood. We are a nobility, right, in the kingdom. Uh, nobility, that word, the Latin word is generosus, which means of no, noble birth. It means to be generous. So you, sons and daughters of the Most High, adopted in, grafted into the vine, are of noble birth, which doesn't mean you're better than everybody. It means you're gen more generous than everybody. That's what nobility is. Royal priesthood, extending the umbrella. So we're going to tag on to that. Um, a few weeks ago, it was a couple weeks ago, I went with some, some folks from the church here. There's a movie called Nefarious. 
out there. And it was supposed to be a scary Christian movie uh, where this guy goes to interview this demon-possessed man who's on death row. And it was pretty intense, right? But uh, so, so uh, this, this gentleman, and it, it showed the process how, how gradually he gave his life over to this demonic presence till he was fully possessed of, of, of this demon. Um, but there was this one point, I'm not going to tell you the whole story of the, of the movie, but in, there was this one point where, uh, where the, the guard came in to talk to this man to ask him what he wanted for his last meal. And it was, it was tragic, right? What, what, he comes in and he's talking to him, like, what do you want for your last meal? And you can see the demon leave this man. And he's, he's slightly of his right mind, and he's panicked. He's like, okay, I want, I want, a, I want a bacon burger. Don't get this right. Please make, get this right. I want a, I want a milkshake and, and a bacon burger. You got all that. You got all that. And the guard's like, all right, I got you. And the guard turns to, to walk out, and the, the demon comes back into this man, and he's like, actually, I don't want anything. And, and like, I thought it was so beautifully done because my heart broke for the man who was tormented, who, yes, by his own decisions had, had led himself over to that, that demonic presence. And then at the end, he's screaming out, what about my burger? Right before he's executed. But, but, but what, I'm, what I'm trying to point out with this is we are not to judge people according to the flesh. We are supposed to see them for who God created them to be. And I thought that was a beautiful example where they, they set it up so like, we, like most movies are setting you up to hate the villain. To loathe that person. Kill him! Crucify him! Crucify him! That's what, the, that's what the media wants to do. But the Spirit of God is like, save him! Save him! Transform him! Yes, this is who he's called to be! That's the Spirit of God. It's generous. Even to the worst of the worst. And that, that gentleman, oh, the Lord wants to extend his covenant to the worst of the worst and freely balance their accounts to where it's whooshing. I've got really good news for you today. It's all good news because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So good, so good. Judging people according to the flesh is, is just what we do. If you live your life on a default, you always judge people by the flesh. And, and, and judging them according to the Spirit actually is easier said than done. You actually need the Holy Spirit to do it. Right now, I am I am a, 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 a full-grown adult man with a beard, and I am very used to uh, when. Don't I'm not trying to frame it like I'm so hard done by, but well, I like to go on runs, right? And sometimes I, I like to run the Hovander path, where I'm I'm all, it's kind of all by yourself. But when I see a, a young lady or an old lady, they see me, they immediately get scared. Because they're judging me according to, well, this guy, and, and I look awful when I'm running. <gasps> and so I get it. I totally get it. And I, but I'm like, my heart's like, oh. Like, and so I try to cry, and I try to give them as clear of a path as I can, because I know there's a fear in there based on what they see. I've also known that when I have a cute dog with me, that changes. <laughs> Even the other day, so it was a beautiful sunny day, Emma and I went on a bike ride. If I'm on a bike ride, I look awful anyway, too. But now I've got Emma with me. And so this, this lady pulls out of her, and she's like, beautiful day, isn't it? But if I had been by myself, it would have been more like, I'm going to paddle away from you. Because you're a scary man with a beard. I was on a missions trip once to Las Vegas. Oh, and, and it was in July, so that was even worse. But, 
But we, we split up into pairs. And, our, and what we were going to we were going to go, because there's all sorts of people there. We were at the Bellagio Fountain. And we were going to go minister and talk to people and, and see if we can pray for them. And they're pairing everybody up. And here I am, this guy, got a, you know, I'm an adult man with a beard. And I get paired up with another adult man with a beard. I knew we were stuck. Because everybody I went up to, we're in Las Vegas. Two guys with beards, what are they looking for? So everybody was suspicious. We're like, hey, we just like to talk to you, but <laughs> leave us alone. But you know, these, little, these teenagers, like everybody's just opening right up to them. Why? Because we judge people according to the flesh. Now I get it. If some guy comes up to you in Vegas, you should probably run, all right? <laughs> Go ahead. But when I'm endeavoring to bring the gospel of good news, of, of reconciliation, I can no longer judge people by what I see because I'm not good at it. Amen. Because my flesh, I mean, I'm really good at judging people according to the flesh. That's the problem. But the Spirit has a different word to say about each person. And so if I do not rely on the Holy Spirit, I'm going to have a very ineffective ministry of reconciliation. We don't know everything in our flesh. That's why 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says we walk by faith, not by sight. We, walk, we fill ourselves up with so much sight that we rob ourselves of faith some of the time. I've been, I've been, uh, I've been praying for good weather today because uh, the, the, the staff were supposed to go play golf at Chuck's house, right? Uh, but every, but, and I'd be like, oh yes, praise the Lord. And, and then every, but then I'd pull out that weather app and, and my faith would be gone. You see, the, see how we rob ourselves of faith? Hey, it's going to be bad weather, isn't it? Yeah, I saw that weather report too. So this is, all of a sudden, now I don't have the faith involved. And so when I go to somebody, and I, I'm praying for so but somebody for something, and then I just rehearse everything I already know about them that's wrong. Well, they've got cancer. You know how bad that cancer is. What am I doing? I'm rehearsing, and I'm talking, and I'm re-edifying the, the, what I see, the flesh, not the faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. Because our, our faith knows more than we do. Our faith can tap into the Holy Spirit and see things from his perspective. Got a lot of stories today, I apologize. But uh, I'm teaching uh, my middle daughter how to drive these days. And uh, I'm so good at teaching. But, but like our first, our first attempt to get onto the freeway. Like... I, I, my Jeep has a really nice oh my bar, so I'm holding on like, <laughs> right? And, and she did a fine job, all of that, you know, but, but there's some things that as you're learning, you do, whether you cut somebody off or you're going too slow or too fast. And, and I'm realizing that when I get behind somebody, I am just judging by what they're doing, right? You so-and-so! I would never say the word, but you know what I mean. What am I, I, I am, I, because I don't know everything. For all I know, that person could be a brand new driver just learning. Yeah. Now, if, if everybody knew that the person behind this wheel was brand new, they'd spent all of five hours behind the wheel at the most, what would they do? So they get cut off, oh, that's cute. Let me just let them in. Or I'm going to back way off, right? Because now they know something they didn't know before. And I have grace for people when I know the full story. The problem is, by the flesh, even your most in-depth research will never give you a full picture of everybody. I can deep dive on somebody and read every Wikipedia article and, do all, and not know them. 
But the Holy Spirit can say one thing that doesn't even make sense to you. And if you partner with the Spirit and say it, boom, things can get transformed. Our senses are limited, but the Spirit is not. The Spirit of God is generous. Our flesh is not. Our wisdom is limited. The Spirit's wisdom is not. So we walk by faith, not by sight. The ministry that you've been given of reconciliation isn't one that you'll understand unless you lean in. And even then, you just obey in faith what the Spirit is leading and things will change. And we get it right, we get it wrong sometimes. This past week, uh, again, I told you I have a lot of stories, bear with me. But uh, I'm, I'm a very usually patient person. I'm, I'm <laughs> honestly, I say that, but I am. I'm usually pretty patient, full of grace. Uh, but but the, other, the other evening, like I was at my wit's end with somebody. And I'm like, oh, this is it. I'm going to lay into this person and finally teach them a lesson. And so, I mean, it, it wasn't pretty. I'm like, and furthermore, you know, and I'm just laying out my case. But here's the thing. At the very beginning of that conversation, I honestly, I felt the Holy Spirit say, stop. Go easy. And I'm like, oh, I've gone easy long enough. Because my wisdom had something else to say, but the Holy Spirit. And so I honestly, I, I laid in hardcore. And, and, and I laid it out. And I had the most... I was, I was angry and anxious all night long. I woke up the next morning. That didn't even help. I was still angry. I went to the gym. I did everything I knew to do to get over this. I, was, I, I watched testimonies on YouTube. I read the Word. I prayed in the Spirit. I listened to all these things. and nothing, I was still just shaken until I found out the rest of the story. Because I didn't, I, my, my wisdom, my understanding was limited. And as soon as I did that, I was like, God, I'm an idiot forgive me. And then my, my spirit was renewed in me. I didn't have, I, I, I will never, and I, more often than not, I will not have the full picture, but if I will obey the Holy Spirit, he will partner with me to bring about a, de a depth of covenant to other people as well. He will extend his grace. The spirit knows things that you don't. If you will obey the prompting of the Holy Spirit, that ministry of reconciliation will be more fruitful than you could possibly imagine. If I only judge people according to what I see and what I know, it's going to be a real rough ride. And I can only do so much. I want to expand upon our ministry here today. Um, I'm going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6 and 9. This will be our key text for today. Um, and it is expanding upon the ministry that you and I both have. So here's what it says. Not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. He has made us competent as ministers of the new covenant. Not of the, latter, the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Now if the ministry that brought death, which was engraved in letters on stone, came with glory so that the Israelites could not look steadily upon the face of Moses because of its glory, transitory though it was, will not the ministry of the Spirit be even more glorious? If the ministry that brought condemnation was glorious, how much more glorious is the ministry that brings righteousness? 
So you've been given the ministry of reconciliation. We've covered that. This verse expands a little bit more upon the ministry that you've been given, that you are competent in. It is a ministry of the new covenant, not of the law, not of the rules, not of the regulations, but of the spirit. This word competent, it's the Greek word haikano'o. I don't even know how I'm pronouncing it right. Haikano'o, and it literally means to be made sufficient. To make sufficient. So what this scripture is telling you about your ministry, I'll start here. You are insufficient to minister the law. You're not competent. You have, look at me, however many times you've read through the scripture, you're not competent to lay down the law with people. You've not been made competent. The Spirit doesn't make you competent in that. What have you been made competent and all sufficient to do? To give the grace of the new covenant of Jesus Christ by his blood. That's, the, that's what you are. You are completely sufficient to do that. The minute you say, yes, Jesus, I accept you. Fill me with your spirit. You don't have to go to a thousand years of Bible college. You are now fully equipped, fully sufficient to minister the covenant of the gospel of grace of Jesus Christ. Amen. Fully competent. Fully competent. Fully competent. But you're incompetent to lay down the law. Y'all know I, uh, I, 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 I like my Jeep. I like Jeeps. Think of the old car commercials. This baby comes equipped with, with a four-wheel drive. It comes equipped with automatic locking hubs. It comes fully equipped with a front and rear locking dis differential and standard front and rear stabilizing bar. Fully equipped. You buy a Jeep, I'll take a 10% commission on that. <laughs> but guess what car isn't? <laughs> I can take the Jeep some places. I'm not picking on Priuses, I'm sorry. Now, to be honest, the Prius comes fully equipped with a battery that'll give you way better gas mileage. I, don't, I hesitate to take my Jeep on road trips. Like, I don't even want to go to, down to Bellingham. I'm like, that's so much money in gas. And the Prius drivers are like, <laughs> 10 cents. All right, there it is. But here's the deal. Using this analogy, you, are, you come fully equipped with the four-wheel drive. But if you try to drive your, your Prius or your Mini Coupe in, into the mud bogs and through the boulders, you are dead in the water. What I'm trying to say is this, is when you try to judge according to the flesh, when you try to judge according to what you know, what you see, and, and how they behaved and who they are, oh, I'm going to nail them, you're a Prius driving in, in roads you shouldn't be. You are fully equipped with one ministry, and it is the ministry of the new covenant, the blood of Jesus that makes righteous all who come to him. So stop slicing and dicing who's, who's allowed and who's not. How bad? How, like, let the Holy Spirit lead you and then just say, okay, it doesn't make sense, but I'll extend it to them by the Spirit of God. You're fully equipped because of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 2, 11 says this, 
Who can know the things about a man except the man's own spirit that is within him? Isn't it, is it, it is the same God who can understand him, excuse me, it is the same God, with God. Who can understand him except the Holy Spirit? I totally butchered that verse. Who, I know how to read, here we go. Who can know the things about a man except a man's own spirit that is in him? It is the same with God. Who can understand him except the Holy Spirit? The only way you can even get close to understanding God is through the Spirit of God. The only way you can even get close to understanding anybody else is through the Spirit of God. You, your bestest buddy of all time, you still don't even know them all that well. You, don't, you, can't, you can't slice and dice the motives of their heart. You just can't. They have a hard enough time doing it themselves. But the Spirit of God equips you to minister the new covenant. You are sufficient ministers of the new covenant, of reconciliation. Look at me. Legalism will slowly strangle somebody to death. It'll slowly kill them. The letter of the law seeks to exclude and categorize. But the Spirit invites, even in your error, come. Come to me, is what the Spirit of God would say. So as we look to extend the covenant of the umbrella, you have to extend it through the Spirit. Not through what you know and understand, through the Spirit. What he says, just obey. The small promptings, the big promptings, obey the Spirit. I've been deep diving, there's a, in fact, I'll post this link onto our Facebook page this afternoon. Um, but uh, I, found, I stumbled onto these YouTube testimonies from, there was called the Chosen People Ministries. It's a ministry that really seeks uh, to, to bring the good news of Jesus to the Jewish people. And it's, these, it's, it's just people's testimonies of how they actually came to believe in Yeshua and the Messiah. Um, and, and there was this one gentleman, and, and he was, you know, he was uh, raised in synagogue and had to memorize, you know, all the stuff before his bar mitzvah and was, you know, he hated, he hated Christianity, like you cannot be a Jew and a Christian, all of these things. Um, and, uh, and so he was really seeking after, you know, building his life and he was a very well educated, successful writer. Um, you should listen to his whole testimony. He gets to this one point, he said he was sitting in his, like, he had struggled with depression for years, but he was like, he was literally, he had a plan to kill himself the next day. Like, he was just done. And, uh, and he's sitting, he said he had a whiskey in one hand and his, a cigarette in the other hand, sitting in front of his computer, and he's just sitting there. He had the, the Mets game playing in the background, because he liked baseball. And his, one of his favorite players was the catcher, I don't remember his name, but this catcher was just Charlie Church who loved Jesus Christ. And every time, every time this, they would interview this guy after the game, he'd be like, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, praise Jesus. Jesus is the best. And so, so this guy, the catcher, he, he, uh, he wins the game by beating out a throw to first base after he hits, and he's got two bad knees. And, and so this gentleman um, who was listening on the radio he, he's listened to the game and he's interested. He's still just, he's ready to be done. And, and they go to interview this guy and he says, the, 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 the guy who's sharing his testimony says, if he says Jesus, 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 I am just done. And, and the, the guy gets up and they said, how, the interviewer asked him, how did you do it? Like, you have two bad knees. You're a catcher. You're always, you're always down on your knees. Yet you beat that throw out. And how did, how did you do it? 
And uh, the Jewish gentleman was listening to the radio, just waiting for him to be like, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. But the catcher just said, sometimes you got to run through the pain. And, and, and so here's what he said. It just, it like broke him. He's like, that God would be so humble and generous to even remove the name of Jesus just for that moment for him so that he could hear the word of God to him. And, and uh, I, I, I have never talked to that catcher, but I would imagine the Holy Spirit in that moment was like, just say this. Instead of just going through your normal routine of this, this he's like, just say, just say this. And he just did it obediently, and it went through the radio waves and transformed a life. You're, you don't know everything. But you've got the Spirit of God who will prompt you and still not tell you everything, but if you just obey the small things that He says, they will have just huge results that will extend the umbrella to people that you have no concept of why or how may not make sense to you. I think of the times the Lord has just, just used me or blessed me. It was, it was through small acts from other people even that they didn't even know they were doing, but they were prompted by the Spirit to say one small thing. I was sitting, I've told you this story before, I was sitting in a bathroom stall at Cedar's uh, uh, restaurant here in Ferndale, and somebody had inscribed in the wall, Jesus died for you, ask him why. I'm not promoting vandalism. But I was, go, I was in a time of my life where I was, I, I mean, I wasn't running away, but I'm like, whatever, I can do my own thing. And I'm sitting there in the bathroom stall, and I read that, and boom. I'm weeping in the bathroom stall. The Holy Spirit met me. If I see you guys carving it, Jesus died for you, ask him why. Courtesy of WNLA. Here's Andy's cell phone number. All right. But think about it, the times that God dramatically encountered you, it was through these, maybe it was even a series of small things, just small moments that people had no idea what they were saying, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit's right there, because the kingdom is bigger than your brain. Had the, uh, I've said this, I've probably said all my stories a hundred times, when I was a youth pastor, um, I didn't often have dreams, but I had this dream about one of, one of the, the, the girls in my youth group, who was, she was dating a non-Christian in my dream. And she was a sweetheart of a girl. And there was no way in, in God's green earth that she would ever do something like that, right? I, I woke up from that dream and I was like, ha, that is so funny. Like, she would never do that in a million years. Sunday school the next day, I, I'm just talking flippantly. I'm like, oh, I said, you know, I had a dream about you last night. In my dream... You were dating a non-believer. Isn't that hilarious? I know you'd never do anything like that. And I just moved on with the lesson. After church that day, she comes up to me and she's like, I am dating a non-Christian. And I'm like, I mean, I, and I was like, I didn't know that. I honestly didn't know that. I wasn't trying to trick you or anything. She's like, this girl, like, the Holy Spirit uses us in these ways. Now, I could have deep dove and researched, and then I confronted me like, I saw that you were dating this guy, saw your Facebook profile. <laughs> Hell is filled with people like you. <laughs> Should we just close in prayer? <laughs> I'm, being, I'm being a little overdramatic here, but you understand the point. 
I, I, and I could have harassed her and hounded her and beat her to death with, with the things that I knew, but one small word from the Holy Spirit is all it took. This girl went on to Eastern. She was part of their Chi Alpha ministry in a dramatic, like, she's awesome. But it's moments like that. This is how the umbrella gets extended. It's not through your brilliance and your, it is through simple obedience to the Spirit of God. That's what you're equipped to give. That's what you're equipped to give generously. Because if I have the law in front of me, it is, I can't be generous with you if you're breaking that law. But I can, by generously in the spirit, hey, you know what, this is what I feel the Lord's saying to you. That's why when you're praying for somebody, when you're talking to somebody, when the Holy Spirit prompts you, stop and be obedient. Even if it's something, like, it doesn't make sense to you. When, when uh, and, and ask. Like, part of the reason we don't receive is because we don't ask. Like, the Lord is so good. Yesterday, I, I spent the afternoon, it was way too long, but I built a zip line in my backyard. And, and I, I mean, I was these, trying to get these two cords through these two loops, and, and, and I had had it. Like, and I'm doing it all holding my arms up like this, and you know how that starts to get. I, I get down off the ladder, and I sat, I'd been trying at this for quite some time. Um, and, and Emma even says, Emma was with me, and she's like, you know, Dad, maybe today's just not the day. Maybe today's not, and I'm like, maybe, maybe you're right, maybe you're right. And I'm playing with this thing. I'm like, I'm going to give it one more shot. And I climbed up the ladder, and I'm trying to do this thing again, and my arms are hurting, and I'm like, I just stopped, and I'm like, and I said this out loud, Emma's right there, and I'm like, Jesus, I, I just need your help. I kid you not, all of a sudden, bloop, it went and I looked at Emma and I'm like, I am the biggest idiot ever. Like all this time, like I didn't even, it didn't even occur to me to ask Jesus to help me. And she's like, yeah, dad, you should have asked Jesus. So I did, I'm like, this is, what? This should have. So then we get on to, to the next portion and I, there's this bolt that just wouldn't come loose. All the rest came loose. Emma's even doing them with her hands. And I'm, and I'm holding my hands up here and again, the sweat's coming down. I'm like, Argh. and she's like, you could ask Jesus. And I'll give it a try. I, I'm, not being, I'm not making this up. I'm like, okay, Jesus, I could use your help. And I, I said, and just to be clear, <laughs> I could use your help with the whole project. <laughs> just, just to make it clear. And, and I go, and it just came off with my hand. And, and Emma's just sitting there with a big smile on her face. And, and, and we got, but, but here's what, I, I didn't even, because this is a normal ordinary, everyday task that on paper I should have been fully equipped to handle. So I didn't need Jesus. So I didn't ask him to come. I didn't even think to ask him to come. And it's like the Lord was saying, you can still ask me. You think you got this? You can still ask me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. You are not equipped you don't come fully equipped with the ability to make the kingdom happen, to make somebody come to Jesus, to give them enough guilt that they finally come to Jesus and repent of their sins, but you are fully equipped and fully capable and competent to minister the covenant of grace of Jesus Christ. And that's the revival that you get to take part of. So we lead with the Spirit. When the Spirit of God prompts us and we're generous with it. Be generous with even asking, Lord, today, and this, uh, I'm sitting next to this person that bothers me every time I sit with them in class. 
Lord, would you just give me a word for them? Or would you just bless them? Would you just speak to me as I sit down and do this test? Would you help me (laughs) do this test? Listen, he loves you. He's the all-sufficient one. He's the only one who can make you sufficient. And he wants that umbrella extended outside. And he wants to be gracious with you as you're gracious with others. The same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. The same spirit that hovered over the waters at creation and created everything dwells in you. Don't think you can outsmart him, but you can rely on him at every moment. Spirit, help us. Stephanie, I'm going to have you come. I want to end this way today. Everybody, you're just going to bow your head where you're at, and I want to, we're going to have altar moments in our seats, all right? You can come up to the altar if you want. That's totally fine. But we're just going to ask the Lord, Lord, if, if there's a specific situation you forgot to ask him to come into, <laughs> you're going to do that now. Somebody you've been been, uh, having troubles being patient with. Or maybe you just say, Lord, prompt me by your Holy Spirit. Is there anything you'd like me to do today? Anybody you'd like me to call? Any text you want me to send? And we're just going to spend a few minutes, and I literally, I just want you to listen with your head bowed to the voice of of the Lord, and then be obedient when he speaks. Tanner will come up and conclude our time.
Jesus, I thank you for um, who you are, God. I thank you for your Holy Spirit. Yeah, I just pray for obedience over this congregation, over myself, God, that we would uh, be obedient to your Holy Spirit and what you're, you're speaking to us as we walk throughout our week, God, that we would hear your voice um, because we can all hear your voice. Yeah, I just pray against the lie that we can't hear your voice because it, we can hear it. Um, and we believe that, God. And so I thank you for obedience and that we would just be led by your spirit, that we would see people the way that you see them, that you would give us opportunities to speak your life and your truth into people's life and to speak your life and your truth over ourselves. I thank you for what you're doing in our lives, God. I just thank you for your grace. I pray that over every single person in this building, God, for your grace, that we are forgiven in your name, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. God is so good. Uh, what an encouraging word. Like, I'm, I'm jacked up. I'm so excited to hear from the Holy Spirit this week, like, or right now, like, for real. Like, we can hear from the Holy Spirit. We can be led by him in our daily. We hope you enjoyed this week's sermon. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or if you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit our website at wnla.church.